myself and my country, about shame and guilt and lost opportunities, about the price of not measuring up to announced ideals. Of course, my perceptions of you changed as I changed, and the world changed around me. The Fanon project continued to simmer, however, never forgotten, never achieved, often lamented, less a model for guiding my actions than a source of anxiety and unfulfilled ambition, deep dread that someday my nation and I must endure a shattering reckoning. I published numerous books during this period, always hoping they didn't dishonor Franz Fanon nor compromise unforgivably my original project. Then, about six years ago, the Fanon project took another turn. If I couldn't live Fanon's life, maybe I could write it. On Martinique, I encountered your stenciled, spray-painted image, an image like my project, almost effaced, so I didn't recognize you until two days after you popped up in the middle of nowhere, a field where cows grazed near the beach, your face on a concrete mini-bunker belonging to an energy company supplying electricity to the section of the island, St. Anne's Parish, where I was staying in a resort hotel, on holiday with a French woman I'd recently met, rapidly fallen in love with, and would eventually marry. The rest of the story of catching up with my Fanon project may or may not be in the following pages. I'm hoping it will be, hoping there's still time to connect with you. My sense of urgency about connecting would require many books to express, and I realize time's running out. I won't be writing many more books, if any. The plague of race continues to blight people's lives, becoming more virulent as it mutates and spreads over the globe. When I ask myself if your example made any difference, Fanon, ask if your words and deeds alleviate one iota the present catastrophe of hate, murder, theft, and greed, where else should I start looking besides the mirror? Where should I search, if not in faces of people I love? Will I find an answer in your eyes, behind me in the mirror? gazing into the face I see seeing yours? Once upon a time, I believed fiction writing was a privileged, not a suspect, activity. I thought writing fiction could establish a stable identity for me in the everyday world where people need to eat, wear clothes, work, etc., and at the same time free me to entertain myself and others, maybe, by creating alternative lives in my fiction. Real worlds and imaginary worlds weren't necessarily antagonistic, I thought. They could complement each other, engage in open-minded, open-ended conversation and exchange. Fact and fiction need each other, don't they? You can't have one without the other. I wasn't wrong, just naive. Writing fiction marginalized me as much as I was marginalized by the so-called fact of my race. Your witness, Fanon of the separate domains of settler and native, black and white, your understanding of how that separation exploits the native, appropriates the native's land, and stultifies the being of both settler and native, taught me how divided from myself and others I've become. Stipulating differences that matter between fact and fiction, between black and white, male and female, good and evil, imposes order in a society keeps people on the same page, reading from the same script. In the society I know best, mine, fact and fiction are absolutely divided, 
one set above the other to rule and pillage, or worse, fact and fiction blend into a tangled, hypermediated mess, grounding being in a no-exit maze of consuming, people as a consuming medium, people consumed by the medium. Fiction writing and art in general are scorned, stripped of relevance to people's daily lives, dependent on charity, mere playthings of power, privilege, buying and selling. My society polices its boundaries with more and more self-destructive Manichaean violence, now that its boundaries are exposed not as naturally or supernaturally ordained, but organized through various sorts of coercion by some members of the society to benefit themselves and disadvantage others. Under what rock, whose skirts have I been hiding, you might be wondering, not to have learned those truths before I began zipping up my own trousers.